0: As air beneath a waning moon was haunted by a woman wailing for her demon lover. A woman wailing for her demon lover. How poignantly the poet puts it. But are there demon lovers? And are there women who fall in love with them? Surely this is the stuff of legend and myth. And yet, there are things that simply cannot be explained. For all of our test tubes and computers, we still don't have every answer, do we?
1: You mean we shall actually see the tiger from up here in the trees?
0: Yes, and I shall shoot him as he passes below. But why should he pass by here? Well, he's after the goat, the one down there. Ah, poor creature. Why doesn't he run away? We can't. He's tied to a stake in the ground. But the
1: tiger will kill
0: him. An unfortunate necessity. Oh, no. Oh, no,
1: I shall not permit it. Louise, where are you going? I intend to free them. Louise, you
0: can't go down there. Come back here. Louise! Our mystery drama, The Love God, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Marion Seldes and Court Benson. I'll be back shortly with Act One. the twain shall meet, said Mr. Kitling. for he knew better than that, because they did meet for many years in that vast, mysterious universe of a country called India. India with its kaleidoscope of religions, races, and languages. <laughs> India, where there is so much myth and so much reality, it's almost impossible to tell one from the other. Or are they both one and the same? This is a story that took place at a time when India was known as the British Raj. A lady and gentleman are sitting on a veranda. Did you know that veranda is an Indian word? They are sipping tea. Cream?
1: Thank you. Sugar? Thank you. Cake?
0: Oh, I shouldn't. But you will. Well, just the thinnest, tiniest, tiniest uh, sliver.
1: I know what you're up to, Willis. You're afraid to spoil your appetite for dinner.
0: Oh, about dinner. I shall not be having dinner.
1: No? Bahadur Khan. Not having dinner. I'm afraid not. But we've prepared your fate. I'm
0: afraid it can't be helped. Ah, Bahadur Khan. It is in my mind to hunt this night. See, therefore, that thou will prepare the double-barrel express rifle.
1: You're going to hunt this evening? Well, reports
0: of a man-eating tiger in the Mahora district. Causing no end of a fuss. Oh. The tiger has got to be put a stop to.
1: And you're taking Bahadur Khan with you? Well, of course. But you will be back by Saturday. Yes, one way or another. That's good. I need Bahadur Khan to drive to the railroad station at my purse. Oh? Yes. To pick up Louise. Louise? I've actually prevailed upon her to come out for a visit. Louise? You remember my friend Louise. The skinny one? Well, she is
0: slender. Hasty face, light complexion, watery eyes.
1: Actually, her eyes are that delicate shade of china blue. Kind of a big woman. Stately, and as I recall,
0: very opinionated.
1: Uh, she does have some rather sincerely held convictions. she's really a lovely person. No doubt. When you get to know her, you don't mind, do you? Well, this is your home
0: as well as mine. Perfectly awful female.
1: Now Willis, she's a perfectly
0: lovely person. I was talking, my dear, from a masculine point of view. Ah, Bahadur Khan, I shall want the Martin as my second gun. See thee now to the horses. My name is Bahadur Khan. I serve in the house of Willis Foster Sahib. Foster Sahib is the district commissioner. He is wise indeed. In his 40 years of life, he has not taken a wife. This does not sit well with his sister, Pamela Sahiba, a widow who keeps his home. English men sahibs have a peculiar affliction. They cannot tolerate the sight of a bachelor. I could tell by the sweet notes in Pamela Sahiba's voice and the shining look in her eyes that this Louise Sahiba... Was her latest candidate to storm the citadel of the fortress that was Foster Sahib's heart. Boy, Does the Mem Sahib deign to speak to one so lowly? Are you. Uh,
1: your name's supposed to be here. I've got it written down here. Are you Bahadur Khan?
0: Bahadur Khan, it is. With the permission of the prince.
1: You were supposed to meet me inside the terminal.
0: If the presence will forgive, I was afraid to venture inside the house of the fire carriages.
1: Afraid? What on earth is there to be afraid of?
0: The fire wagon that pulls the tyrennes. The engine? Inside. It is filled with devils.
1: Devils?
0: Oh, yes. Devils that have been captured by the government and sentenced to... To boil the water to make steam for the train. I have
1: never heard such nonsense.
0: Angry devils. And sometimes they escape. In their great fury, they will melt the iron of the fire wagon. And there is a terrible explosion and many die.
1: How can you believe such superstitious nonsense?
0: If it offends the presence, I shall not believe it. (laughs) She was rather large, as men sahibas go and not at all unshapely. However, her tongue was never silent. A talking woman for Foster Sahib, never. And so, without a moment of silence, we drove to the house. As we entered the gate, there was something that finally filled her voice for a moment. What's that?
1: What's that noise? Noise? Can't you hear over there? That man is hitting that woman. That
0: is so. Her, put a stop to it. Sahiba, that man is Foster Sahib's gardener, Pierre Khan. Make
1: him stop. He has no right to beat that woman.
0: He has every right. She is his wife. I'll stop him myself. Uh, but, 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 Sahiba. Stop that. Oh, 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 I stop that
1: you oh, oh, scoundrel.
0: Stop that oh, oh, at once. Poor Pierre Khan. What was he doing but beating his wife? Suddenly he was beset unmercifully with an umbrella. And thus did the Mem Sahib Louise enter the household. I must say, she made her presence felt. She was constantly correcting, admonishing, advising. She was having an effect on everyone except, of course, Foster Sahib. She found reasons to work quite late at the office. One day, the two Mem Sahibs We're having tea on the veranda. Uh, Cream?
1: Thank you. Sugar? No, no, thank you. Cake? Oh, just the most petite slice. Uh Uh, Louise, dear, I'm not sure I know exactly how to begin this. Begin what? I must ask you not to, uh, uh, to interfere. Interfere? In what way? Well, the truth is, in every way. I'm sure I don't understand. Uh, since you've come to the station, Louise, you've managed to turn things topsy-turvy, inside out, upside down, and... every which way, have I indeed. Uh, for example, you know, uh, Pierre Kahn beating his wife? Oh, I put a stop to that quickly enough. Uh, the point is, you had no right to stop him. And you had no right to belabor him with your umbrella, either. Do you object to my actions, Pamela? I'm afraid, Louise, I must say yes. But the scoundrel was beating her without mercy. You didn't see him abuse that poor girl. Oh, I've seen him. You have? Yes. (laughs) Many times. And you've done nothing to prevent it? There's nothing I can or should do to prevent it. Things are very different out here. Oh, yes. And you're different, too. But back home... You were a member of the Fabian Society. Well? Well, I remember you at the meeting when you were asked to speak. Please, Louise. They still talk about that speech, the most inspiring oration on the rights of human beings. Louise, what you fail to understand. Suppose they could be aware of this conversation. What would they say about it back home? This is my home now, Louise. My husband is buried here. My children are being raised here. I have no other home. Family. You mustn't think that way. You'd better start thinking that way, too. Oh, no, never. Louise, I asked you to come here because there is no hope for you in England. That isn't true. Then why did you come? That crowd of starry-eyed idealists we ran about with... Ran about with? It's hardly the way to describe... The, fact the... Is. For the most part, they don't believe in marriage. And those that do... Well, they don't believe in... Well, I don't believe in consummating it. Hum. I saw the way the wind was blowing there ten years ago. So I came here where I could meet someone. It took you somewhat longer, but here you are. Meanwhile, please do not upset my household. What am I doing to upset... In the matter of Pierre Tan and his way, for example, you have given me a problem. You see, he no longer beats her. And that's a problem. Laila is the best cook I've ever had. Now she just sits and mopes all day. But why? Because her heart is broken. She believes her husband no longer loves her. But why should she think so? Because he no longer beats her. Dear, let us not forget the object of your visit. I know that my brother is a most unusually difficult fish to land. A woman should not refer to a man as a fish to be baited, or and landed. Well, that's what it amounts to, doesn't it? I am amazed at your Neanderthal attitude. Uh, do you see this charm around my neck? Mm-hmm. Rather somber looking. Well, thing. please listen before you say anything. When I came to India ten years ago to live with Willis, Bahadur Khan said to me, Sahiba, here is a token from the god of love, Omira. Omira? There are thousands of such gods. At any rate, he told me if I wore the charm constantly within the year, I would be married. I did, and I was. Are you telling me that you actually believe in this? What I'm telling you is that a girl needs all the help she can get. And so, I, uh, took the liberty of asking Bahadur Khan to, uh, to, uh, what? Uh, Bahadur Khan? You see, Louise. Sahiba. Bahadur Khan, hast thou found the charm for the Nemtahib, as I ask thee? One who is even less than the dirt beneath the Sahiba's feet
0: has indeed brought that which is desired. Behold... Oh,
1: Louise, look, it is beautiful. Oh, what is it supposed to be? See? It's your charm. You are now under the special graces of the love god, Omira. <laughs> what are you saying, Pamela? And before the year is out, he shall find you a husband. Here, where is Ranjan? I shall do no such thing. Oh, but Louise. Do you expect me to partake in this superstitious nonsense? To aid, a bet and encourage it? No. Thank you, Vodacan. Pamela, I shall win Willis through intelligence and wit and 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 all the civilized things we have in common. Such a
0: vain and foolish Memsahib. But what is to be done? The English, they are like children. They refuse to learn when they are young and when they grow old It is too late. Poor, silly Louise Sahiba. Now, no one shall ever lead her to the marriage bed. I don't know about you, but I agree with Pamela. A girl needs all the help she can get, particularly in the affairs of the heart. So then, what prognosis for this proposed match between Willis and Louise? Can it proceed without help from the love god? Is there a love god? We shall have act two in just a few minutes. It is said that marriages and hangings go by destiny, which means that each is foreordained. However, destiny, like everything else, can always use a little push here and there along the line. Well, here we are in the India of almost a hundred years ago. A determined spinster named Louise has just turned down an offer of help from one of the local love gods. My goodness, you would think it was an offer she couldn't afford to refuse. There will
1: be all that again. Sahiba. You didn't have to hurt his feelings. You could have accepted the Mm charm and connived at this dark superstition. Oh, Louise, everything doesn't have to be so serious. Well, I think it's high time we adopted a serious attitude towards that even mythology. The harder is quite tolerant about our religion. Can't we extend the same indulgence to his? Really, dear, you shouldn't be so earnest all the time. But life is earnest. Life is real. Yes, yeah. yes, I suppose so. Now, um, shall we apply ourselves to the problem at hand? The conquest of Willis? Oh, I wish you wouldn't refer to planning for marriage as a conquest. Conquest? Seduction? (laughs) Call it what you will. I call it a meeting of the mind. It's also a meeting of the body. Two rational, intelligent human beings who can see that their best interests can be served and their better natures enhanced by a union, as it were, of the spiritual aspect. Now, tell me, what plans have you in mind for Willis? I shall prove to Willis that I am completely interested, not to say fascinated, by his work. Oh, why do women feel they must take an interest in a man's work? But to prove that they shame. Nonsense. I intend to have a, a partnership with my husband. What most men have in mind is an ownership, not modern, progressive, enlightened men. Oh, darling, they're the most boring kind. Well,
0: good afternoon.
1: Oh, oh, early, I see, Willis.
0: Yes, pour me a cup of that tea, please. Bahadur Khan. How are you, Willis? We see so little of you. Uh, Well, the uh, work of the empire, the vast, lumbering Indian empire, must be got through somehow. Ah, Bahadur Khan. It is time to settle a with the man-eater in the Myhura Hills. Thou wilt fetch the double-barrel rifle and ammunition. It is even as the prison's commands. The second gun and all else that will be required for the hunt. We leave in the morning.
1: Are you going to try for that
0: tiresome tiger again? No, uh, we'll put an end to him this time.
1: Do you intend to actually shoot and kill a tiger, Willis? With luck. But a tiger? Such a noble, magnificent beast. He's a cattle killer, a man-eater. Aren't you moved by Mr. Blake's poem? Tiger, tiger, burning bright in the forests of the night. What immortal hand or eye could frame thy fearful cemetery? Oh,
0: not this one. He's old and sick and mangy, half blind and lame. That's why he's become a man-eater. Because he's unable to hunt down
1: game. Oh, well, then it's a... A mission of mercy?
0: Well, I suppose you could
1: call it that. Well, then I approve. Completely. Well, thank you. And also, I believe I should like to come along. Come along? Well, of course. This is India. The India of the jungle. The true India. But it might be dangerous. Dangerous? You said the tiger was half blind and lame. Of
0: course. (laughs) That's what makes him even more dangerous. A
1: half blind, lame tiger? Yes.
0: (laughs) But he's still formidable...
1: Not to be trifled, with. Oh, but I should so like to see it. Do let me come. Is there any reason, Willis, why we should go? Well,
0: yes, who? Well, well. it's
1: <laughs> Come to my room, Louise, and I shall lend you an outfit suitable for tiger hunting. Mm-hmm. Aren't you the sly one? What? what do you mean? I'm sure you must know how tigers are hunted. No, really, I haven't the foggiest notion. Sure. One... Uh, Sits up all night in a blind and waits. Is that a fact? As if you didn't know. So there you are, the two of you, alone in the moonlight, with the perfume of the exotic jungle flowers, creating a most seductive oh, nonsense! We shall have a most rational discussion to ascertain our common interest. Oh, yes, I was afraid of that.
0: The three of us rode to the Mayahora Hills, which had sent messages to the district commissioner to rid them of the man eater who filled entire villages with dread. When we arrived in the foothills, we proceeded on foot, and since these were not our hills, I stopped for a moment and knelt. What's he doing? We may proceed if the prison so desires lead us for Hadoukant.
1: What was he doing?
0: He was asking permission to hunt.
1: Asking permission from whom?
0: From the god of this particular jungle. Oh, you see, we're strangers here.
1: You speak as if you actually believe in it yourself.
0: <laughs> Does it hurt? I would suppose one is always well advised to have as many things going for one as possible.
1: But To answer your question, yes, it, it hurts. It hurts the cause of progress. And enlightenment to support base superstition. Ah, right then, I knew
0: her hopes were doomed. He would never lead her to his marriage bed. For a brief moment, he had been attracted to her. The fact that she wished to hunt the tiger at night had marked her as a woman of spirit. But then, of course, she had spoiled it all with her inability. To hold her tongue. These uh, foolish English. Why do they talk so much? Does thou hear it, Bahodur Khan? By the favor of the presence, thy servant hears. What is it? A goat. A goat? If it is thy will, I shall go forward to see if the villagers have prepared the blind. What is he saying? We must keep our voices low.
1: What is he saying?
0: The villagers. Should have built us a platform high up in a tree.
1: Why? Sahib,
0: Sahib, come. Yes, I believe it's in readiness. Up here, Sahib. Good. Uh, help the men, Sahib, up the tree.
1: Oh, uh, thank, thank you uh, very much. Shh.
0: Now come, we must hurry. Ah, Shere Khan hunts this night. Shere Khan, who is that? Oh, that's what the natives call the tiger.
1: You hmm, know, this is really quite roomy and comfortable. Yes. Now, I have a question. Mm. You can look down from here and shoot the tiger, but (laughs) why should he be good enough to oblige you and pass this way?
0: That's why.
1: I don't understand. Look below,
0: Uh, to the left. What do you see? Seems to be a goat. Exactly. Exactly. What's he standing there for? Does he hear the tiger? Oh, yes, he does. Well, then why doesn't he run away? Well, he can't. He's tethered to a stake in the ground.
1: Well, why? For what unearthly reason?
0: a very sound reason. The villagers put him out here to attract Shere Khan. And when he comes, I'll be able to shoot him.
1: But the poor goat. What
0: about the poor goat? But the
1: tiger will spring on him
0: and kill him. Well, yes, that's the idea of the thing. Well, that's not fair. But the only way to do it. Are you saying this is the only way to hunt a tiger? The only way without risking a loss of life. But the
1: goat is going to lose its
0: life. I mean human life.
1: But the goat is also a child of the creator. Oh, no. I can't tolerate this. Making too much noise will scare off the tiger. That poor little goat. Where are you going? I shall not. Stay here and see that goat be made a victim. You can't go down there, Bahadur Khan. Stop her! Don't you dare! You come back here. I'm well, going to untie that goat so that it can run away. Now listen. Nice goat, nice creature. Just let me untie this knot. The tiger is prowling around down there. Need to unloosen this knot. Do you want to get killed? Open this yes, knot. Louise. Even if I could see the tiger, I couldn't shoot him at times. Anyway, it's opening. Louise! Another moment, that's all I need. Louise! run! You're free, buddy! Run! You sugar. silly little goat! Get away from here, you big bully! Get away! Go home! Shoot him, How can I shoot that
0: confounded woman standing in the way? Go
1: on, darling me? Go home! A nice pussy can just turn around and go straight home. You hear me? Go home!
0: Are they not crazy, all these English? On the ground is the mad Mem Sahib, and she is almost twisting the whiskers of the terrible tiger. I do not know which of the two is more frightened? Up in the tree is Foster Sahib, with a double-barrel rifle, cursing as if the devil is in his mouth, trying to shoot the tiger. But the men sahib is in the line of fire. And also in the tree, we have me, Badur Khan, wandering, waiting to see how, with the grace of God, it will all come out. I'm with you, Bahadur Khan, also waiting and wondering how it must all come out. As we both know, the design already has been woven by Providence, and all shall be revealed in the appointed time by Revelations, which in our show is always the third act. The proverb tells us, dares not dismount. That's a very good analysis of those who are actually riding the tiger. But what can we say of one who is facing the tiger, and alone, unarmed, and on foot? I would suppose we could only remark that mm-hmm. such a person is hardly a good insurance risk.
1: You, oh, you'll
0: be a nice
1: pussycat and go straight <laughs> Goodbye to you too, And don't you dare show your face around here again. No, Sahib. Now, shoot him. The other barrel, Sahib. Quickly. He... Got away. So he did. And I'm glad. You're glad. Well, isn't it better this way? There was no
0: bloodshed. It was all your fault. My fault? I should have had him.
1: But aren't you happy it worked out like this? There's no blood on your hands. But that's my job. It's Job
0: to get blood on your hands. It's my job to kill tigers that terrorize the
1: countryside. You threw such a scare into him. I don't
0: think he'll be in the mood to terrorize anyone
1: for a long, long time. Miss Louise, I. I... Yes.
0: Nothing. Nothing at all. Adakan, carry the rifles. We are going home. I must say that the journey home was not a happy one. Foster Sahib was angry, and the Mem Sahib Louise did not know why. After a while, she too became angry, and so they spoke not a word to each other. When they arrived at the house, the Mem Sahib Pamela
1: called me to her. Sir I have here a note, which informs me that the children and my servants have not been vaccinated... Against the smallpox, what's happened? That people no longer believe in devils.
0: And it has been believed that the vaccination is the magic that enters the blood to vanquish the devil of the smallpox. The Sahiba Louise has insisted to all that there are no devils. And in that case, of what use is the vaccination?
1: I see. Thank you, Bahadur Khan. That will be all.
0: But that was not to be all. Foster Sahib was very unhappy at home. And therefore, Men Sahib Pamela was unhappy. And Nim Sahib Louise, she too was unhappy. Indeed, it was a most unhappy household. And then, one morning, before he left for his office, Foster Sahib stopped to speak with his sister. Where's Louise? I believe she's
1: out somewhere.
0: Hmm. What trouble is she causing now?
1: I think she's teaching some of the children to read.
0: Yes, well.
1: I'm sorry I invited her to come. Are you? My motives were pure. Famous final words. I thought you two would get along. Well, I can't imagine why. You're so alike in so many ways.
0: None of which is apparent to me.
1: And you're both lonely. What's
0: it? Me, lonely? <laughs> Why, the most socially involved man in the station.
1: You're lonely, Willis. And so is the wolf. I, uh... I suppose you'd like to see her go. I know
0: she's your oldest friend. She's not old. Fact is, she is so obviously out of place here.
1: Well, yet I... I, I can't ask her to leave, can I?
0: No, I suppose not.
1: Well, what's to be done?
0: Leave it to me. Leave what to you? Well, there are ways of getting round things. Now, Willis, Willis, you must not be cruel. No, oh, dear. But I shall be surgical. Well, good morning, ladies. Good morning, mm-hmm. morning Willis. Oh, everyone's so bright and early for breakfast. You seem to be in excellent spirits. Ladies, I am drunk.
1: Willis, you never drink this early in the morning.
0: Oh, this is the greatest intoxication of all. What is? The glow, the exhilaration that has nothing to do with alcohol.
1: What does it have to do with?
0: Love. Love. love? Ladies, you shall be the first to know. I am in love. Willis. At last, the steadfast Willis has finally fallen, taken prisoner by two. Sparkling blue eyes, a halo of golden blonde hair, and lips as luscious as the Kabuli grapes. I am her captive without hope of quarter.
1: Uh, Whose
0: captive are you, Willis? Well, I saw her last night at the club. And suddenly. What can I say? I. I was smitten. By whom, Willis? By Jenny Thorpe. Uh, Jenny you said,
1: oh, what? what? I mean, uh, <laughs> Jenny. <laughs> She's a... Uh, we... She's
0: an angel. Uh,
1: she's a... Uh, uh, she's already buried two husbands. Well,
0: let her bury me, too, if it comes to that. Are you sure, Willis? When the heart speaks, can
1: there ever be doubt? I... I wish you the best fortune, Willis. May you always be happy. Thank you, Louise. You um, must excuse me. I, I, I think I have a headache. You can't be serious, Willis. That impossible, Jenny.
0: Come on. I shall be serious for as long as it may be necessary.
1: I don't understand.
0: For as long as Louise remains here.
1: Oh, well, it isn't necessary to have her. Oh, Pamela,
0: dear. There is no such thing as painless surgery. All this was taking place even as I, Bahadur Khan, was serving the tea, the eggs, and the mutton chops for the breakfast. Later in the morning, as I proceeded to clean the bedrooms, I noticed the door of the Memsahib Louise was closed. And from within, the sound of a woman weeping. I was about to go away, but suddenly her door opened, and the Sahiba appeared before me. Obviously, she had hastily dried her tears. Bahadur Khan, may I speak with you? This insignificant person... Would be willing to spend eternity listening to the words of wisdom from the present.
1: Please, Father, I can't hear serious. I'm so miserable. Is it? I've always been in love with Willis all my life. He'd never look at me. And now, now he's going to marry someone else.
0: Is it not written, there are other fish in the sea?
1: Fish? Yes. No. No. Oh. About oh, a combat, Perhaps I offended that God, what was his name, Omir or something. But it's when I refused that charm that you offered me. Now I'm willing to believe anything. I mean it. What have I got to lose? And this is such a strange country. Who knows what can happen here?
0: I looked at this little son who was fighting her tears. A strange country? No, this is not a strange country. It is really quite simple. It is the English who are strange. And this one, not only strange, but also ill. And why was she ill? Only because no one had ever led her to the nuptial couch. Which is why she was always getting herself into so much mischief. And yet she would make an excellent wife for Foster Sahib. Ah, these English. Why are we always compelled to arrange matters for them? If the Sahib will deign to listen. Oh yes. You have grievously offended the great love god Omira when you insulted his charm.
1: But I'm sorry.
0: Omira is a god of love. He can always be a beast.
1: He can? How?
0: One must go to his temple and pray to him.
1: Are you asking me to pray to a heathen god? The sahiba has
0: honored me by inquiring if I would serve her. If she continues to insult the mighty Omer... No, no,
1: no. Uh, no, no. I certainly don't. No, not at all.
0: Then we must go to the temple of Omeran at midnight. At... At midnight? Yes. At midnight, at which time we shall pray to the love God for a miracle. Yes, one must always pray for a miracle. And in addition, one must always prepare for a miracle. After all, these things cannot be spun from the air, can they? And so, to begin, I went to the kitchen and spoke to Laina, the cook,
1: help the Sahiba, Louis?
0: Because I ask it of thee. I do
1: not like the
0: Sahiba. If thou refuse me, I shall tell thy husband about that British soldier in the bazaar.
1: He has already beaten me for the soldier.
0: And the Bengali merchant.
1: Also for the merchant.
0: And for the Afghan horse trader. Ah. (laughs) Uh,
1: What is uh, required of
0: me? Bring the bed
1: The powder, the rouge, which thou knowest so well
0: to apply. Also, thy wedding gown. Thy wedding gown? Ah, yes. A most exciting garment. We must prepare the sahiba, Louise, for her encounter with the love god of Omira. At midnight, we shall meet at his shrine. And so, at midnight... We met at the shrine of the love god. It was a bower of dogwood trees in full bloom, a few feet from the house. But why not? Any lovely place may be sacred to the god of love. At first, I did not recognize the Sahiba Louise. Neither had performed magic with her paint and her gown. Standing in front of me was a magnificent, stately goddess with skin like alabaster, flaming red hair, flashing eyes. I tell you, she was one to inflame the senses of any man. And so I approached. Ah, Ahiba Louise, are you now ready to pray to the love god Amira?
1: I, I'm ready.
0: Then speak. Speak of what is in your heart. Ask for the fulfillment of your desire. I...
1: I want... Willis Foster. I want... Willis Foster. Listen. Listen
0: to the reply of the love god, Omira. I... I... I don't hear him. Close your eyes. And listen. Listen. Yes. My child. I have heard your prayer. I grant your wish. I fulfill your desire. You shall have Willis Foster. Go to him. Go to him now. Tell him it is my will. Oh, but I... do you believe in me, my daughter? Yes, but I... Then go to him now. Yes. Yes. Like one in a dream, she turned, she walked into the house. She went to the room of Foster Sahib, and I heard... Oh, oh well, what time is it? Uh, yeah. Oh. Who... Who are you? You don't know me. Louise? Louise? You you can't be Louise. I'm Louise.
1: But you're... You're beautiful. Why have we kept apart from each other?
0: Dull, either.
1: What is this
0: nonsense about that awful Jenny Thorpe? That's that's all it is, Louise. Nonsense.
1: You were always too shy to say it, and I was too proud. But someone has to say it first. I love you.
0: And and I love you. just a moment. <clears throat> then he closed the door to his room and I was able to hear no more. Like a good servant, I retired for the night, seeing that my master had need of me no longer. And you, to whom I tell this tale, have need of me no longer as well. For the rest of the story, you may supply yourself. East is east and west is west, as they say. But one place where east meets west is in the universal appreciation of a love story, especially one with a happy ending. We have every reason to assume that they all lived happily ever after. So bask in the glow of the lovers' joy. And I shall return shortly. Our story may perhaps raise a question. Is there a god of love? Are meetings, meetings, and matches all arranged in advance? I would answer, most likely. Because some of the pairings and partnerships we see around us simply could not come about by themselves. Somebody, somewhere, somehow, must have had a hand in it. Our cast included Marion Feldis, Court Benson, Grace Matthews, and William Griffith. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now review of our next tale. When you were found, you looked the sleeves of your jacket had been cut away and the entire front of your shirt torn off. You were all grime and mud, but, uh, blood stains? <laughs> no, no. Yes, but that's it. That's the proof, can't you see? Why would anyone do that to my clothes if, if there wasn't anything to hide? Possibly, possibly, but then again you might have been in, in some kind of a fight. The woman. I wonder what happened to her. All the time I was there, I was sure I... Heard a woman's voice sobbing. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, Gilbert, I want you to drink this. It'll make you sleep. You don't know how I wish I'd had the use of my eyes. Then I could have seen everything. The two men, the body. Yes, Gilbert, I'd say you don't know how fortunate you were. If all this really happened to you and you had been able to see it, it's quite possible right now that you'd be dead.